Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And as you know, all month long, we are talking about the mar- the magic of marketing, you know, all that magical marketing pixie dust that we spread over our companies and magically people just show up at our door and throw money at us. Or perhaps it doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> and my guest today has a background that is really not only a- absolutely appropriate for this, but she's going to have some, uh, some, I think, some interesting stories that will really get us all thinking about how marketing can really enhance us. So Naira Perez at Spring Hill Digital has over two decades of marketing experience. And I always hate to say like over two decades, but at least that way we don't have to tell how old we are. But she got her start in direct response advertising, building brands on, get this, television before digital was even a thing. I hate to put myself in that in that uh, basket, but I also remember when I used to advertise on wraparound bus uh, uh, images too. So we're going to have lots to talk about <laughs> And she received daily reports of calls and orders from clients. And through that data, she modified media plans and placements as needed to better serve her clients. And it's not much different than we do today, although it came in a little bit different format. Today, her main areas of expertise include developing digital marketing strategies, identifying customer patterns and behaviors on and offline. Understanding two of those is really critical optimizing ROI through generating qualified leads, better processes, and effective planning and execution. From paid media, pay-per-click, integrated campaign designs, and audience patterns to new platform initiatives, she does it all. And, uh, you know, I don't know if she drinks as much coffee as I do, but, you know, given that background, I bet she does. And her specialty, however, is in paid advertising. So, you know, I'm going to pick her brain. So joining me today is Naira Perez. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really happy to be here. And I love the fact that uh, that we can be realistic that both you and I um, started careers in sales and marketing before digital. I mm-hmm. remember when I uh, thought it would be a great idea, I'd be so much more effective when I got a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I could only go back to those days before I made that statement. <laughs> but uh, And I also know you're from the beautiful area of Portland, Oregon, which is one of my favorite places. In fact, the only marathon I ever completed, I'm not going to say I ran it because I did a lot of walking, was in Portland. And I picked that one because it's mostly flat. Yes. <laughs> yes, they design it to be flat, but Portland itself has a lot of hills. I've, I picked up biking and I found out there's more hills than I thought there were. <laughs> there are. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I gave some highlights of your bio, which are really critical to our topic for the month. But I like to have you tell your own story. Tell us a little bit about you, your business, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Thank you. Yes. Um, so I created a Spring Hill Digital because uh, not only because digital is so much fun, uh, but because I believe that a small businesses and small brands deserve quality 
ad advice in digital. Um, platforms make it seem like it's very easy to just place an ad and make it work, uh, and it is not. And there's a, a lot of misconceptions out there on how to do proper marketing mm -hmm. in the platforms. So uh, from working with big brands in, with, in television, in, let's say, they infomercial, um, and working with them in uh, performance-based marketing for other mediums, Whenever digital and in particular Facebook started to be really big, uh, I saw the connection. I saw the opportunity for small businesses to now be able to afford good marketing. And so I developed that um, area of expertise and I founded Spring Hill Digital four years ago to just go on my own and, and help the small businesses. I love it. Um, I loved your statement. Platforms make it look like it's so simple to advertise, and yet it is not. Um, and I must admit, here's my little secret of the day. Uh, since I launched this company, with the exception of a few boosted ads on, it, we, we, they really weren't ads, they were boosted posts on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I have not spent a dollar yet in <laughs> advertising. And you know why the yet is? because it's very daunting. I mean, I did like a, uh, an Amazon book campaign, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've been playing around with us. It didn't really get a whole lot of traction, but it's really because it is incredibly daunting mm -hmm. to go into this paid advertising world. Um, when you're, you're absolutely right. I used to um, uh, put ads, you know, create ads and campaigns long ago when I worked in the television market and, you know, we did the organization I worked for, we did billboards and, my mm -hmm. big excitement was when we did the wraparound thing on one of the city buses in Spokane, Washington. Um, but advertising has changed and the digital space is completely different. And not only how you place or where you place, it feels very daunting because you can't see it the same way as you could on TV or a billboard or, or a bus driver. Yeah. So, you know, how, how did this come to be your specialty and how do you help your clients to maybe deal with that anxiety and, and really see some trust trust in the process to get to the point where they can see some results. Yeah, that's a, a great point. So I help the clients by being the expert. I What I do and what I like to do is keep up with the algorithms, analyze data and get the best results for every campaign. That's what I do for a living. What other people do for a living that they really that's why they started their business is because they like to make cakes or they like to coach, uh, you know, or they like to do software. They, they went into business for a different reason, not to learn marketing, not to learn how Facebook works, not to learn all these topics that impressions and KPIs and all of that. So whenever you feel like it's a daunting experience, but you know you need it, then that's where I come in and help them take that burden off their plate. And the perfect um, example is our one of our latest clients. How we came to partner together was because um, through a, a referral, uh, she was telling her friend, it's like, oh, I, I was up until three o'clock in the morning trying to learn what impressions are, what CTR, what is, because I she knew she needed Facebook to get her company um, noticed, to build a brand, starting a new company. 
And, but she didn't know what she was buying in Facebook. She didn't know how to measure success or where to go. So most of her day was invested in learning all of those terms and how to do things where that time should have been spent in where the inventory, you know, in, in the process of shipping, um, you know, what's my pricing, what is my design, all of those things make her go into the business that she has instead of 10 hours into marketing, crush course in marketing. Because let me tell you, 10 hours can give you enough knowledge to start, but not enough knowledge to do it right. I have 20 years of experience, so. (laughs) 10 hours is enough to make you dangerous. Exactly, make you dangerous. And, but you do not know that maybe by clicking that one button that looked like a reasonable button to click while setting your ads is actually going to make you spend all your budget in one day instead of in a month. Right, right. Or clicking that one that you think, oh, that's a low amount, so it's not a very big risk, won't get you any benefit. Exactly. Or talking to the wrong people. Yeah. Which is the most common mistake when starting ads is oh i just i have a product that is female oriented therefore i'm just going to target every every female 18 years and older and you're like well no actually you will get better results if you analyze your audience and just target those people that could potentially use it and there is a method for that um so there is a lot of places where things could go wrong. So hiring somebody like us helps you take that off your plate. Like, you know, it's going to be set up properly. You know, you're going to get the best chances at making it successful from the beginning or set the foundation to make it successful in the future. So obviously I had a, I had a uh, somebody <gasps> who decided to join us. Oh, super. Pardon the interruption for those just listening. My cat decided she needed to be a part of this podcast. So <laughs> She's very interested in marketing. Yes. She's like, I am totally into this. How do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Naira, I, um, I totally agree. And it's, it's actually interesting because my team and I are just now finally talking. We, we spent a lot of time in 2020 kind of revamping some of the things that we're doing, some of the programs. So we know that in 2021, the paid advertising has to be a part of our strategy. And I'm actually looking forward to it, even though I'm kind of terrified myself. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I'm kind of curious about is, um, and so that I have you, I'll pick your brain. Oh, well, actually, there's many things I'm curious about. So I'll tell you them all, and maybe we can tackle a couple of them. You know, one is, you know, how how is advertising different in a digital world now versus when you and I did more stuff on, you know, newsprint or, you know, gosh, I used to put stuff in the newspaper all the time, the newsprint and TV and billboards and all those things, you know, or, you know, direct to mail, direct to consumer mail, actual physical mail campaign. And I've seen how, you know, email marketing and those things, you know, work or don't work. We all know that a lot of that is futile because it goes into people's inboxes, but, you know, how is an ad developed today for the digital space that can really, capture attention, um, mm-hmm. what kind of things go into that process? Yeah, well, the first thing that you need to know is that uh, you have about seconds to capture somebody's attention, and I'm being generous. Yeah. So um, ads need to be created to gather that attention really fast, maintain it, and create curiosity uh, so that people actually continue looking. 
continue clicking, continue reading, continue viewing the, the video, whatever format you have exactly two, two seconds. Um, also, you are creating the ads. The difference is that they have less staying power. Whenever you are doing magazines or newspapers or even TV ads, there was that the span of attention was larger. And, you know, that newspaper will stay around the house for a while or that magazine until the next issue. Mm -hmm. So um, now not, that's not the case. Now you see it, you use it, you move on. So um, we have to create the ads thinking about that and we need to be flexible. And if we have learned anything from 2020 is that we have to be extremely flexible yeah. on our concepts. So this year we have seen campaigns completely come to a halt because their tone of, of, of voice or their messaging was no longer relevant for many things that happened in 2020. And for some brands, it was months of work that we had to completely stop, reinvent it and come out with a new perspective on the ads and the messaging. Because at the end of the day, you're creating relationships with your audience. Right. Your ad is your um, first time that you talk to them, is your um, you know, introduction. So you don't want to start in the wrong foot. You want to start with your best foot forward. So those are the things that we have to consider in digital, that in print or TV, although you consider them, they're not as relevant. They're more creative, heavy. Like, is this creative beautiful? Is it, you know, does it have all the elements that it needs to have, knowing that if it's a TV ad, it's going to be played several, several times, right. knowing that if it's a newspaper, it's going to stay around. And yeah. newspapers anymore. But that is how we we design them and also each channel has its own particular um, things that we have to think about. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when, and I know that I, every time I say this, I, God, I feel like I'm dating myself. I know, you know, the kind of budgets that I had once upon a time when I was doing TV or print or newspaper, because those were pretty expensive and mm -hmm. didn't always have good ROI, but you were, I mean, those were the mediums you use. That's what you got. You know, when somebody comes to you and they're starting, you know, this journey, like, you know, say I'm coming to you and I say, I'll tell you what, Naira, we want to promote our Shock Your Potential app, and mm -hmm. which is something that's one of the, the keys that we want to do. We want to get more downloads of our app. You know, where do you start with a company like me and where do you, you know, how do you start to talk about budget? What, what kind of budget does it take to start to see results? And, you know, what, what's the timeline in this world? Because, you know, long ago, if I put an ad in a newspaper... Um, you knew if you got hits on that or not, uh, you know, and it lasted a day or a week, depending on how, how you how you did it. But you knew what your results were fairly quickly. And one thing that I'm I'm starting to understand is that to your point, you need to make some more impressions. You need to have an original impression and you've got to start to, you know, um, you know, mm -hmm. not just test your message in your market, but that it sometimes takes a few more times before somebody might click through on something. So, mm -hmm. you know, how do you, how do you develop a budget? If somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, okay, I know I need to market in my company and advertise in my company, but I don't even know if I can afford it. Where, what's, what's the world like in this, this digital age financially? 
Yeah, well, we have clients that have very small budgets. And so whenever you have a small budget, what you need to arm yourself with is patience. Because mm-hmm. you, you need a certain amount of data to make it statistically relevant. Mm-hmm. So if you have 10 clicks, obviously that's not relevant. Like it's 10 clicks could go one way or another. Um, so you need enough impressions to know that your ads are being served, but not click through as an example. That's right. the most basic. And then you know your ads are not working. You retool it and put it up again. So more than budget, I will say you need patience. Um, if you want to do $5 a day and do it on your own, that's totally fine. But mm-hmm. you're going to take probably six months to figure it out, <laughs> right? And, and we have clients that have certain campaigns and it's like, you know what? I just, I just want $5 a day on that campaign and that's totally fine. And we do it, but then results are obviously trickling. Right. Um, so that, that will be one thing. Then another thing is that process takes takes longer than just are they clicking in the ad? Are they clicking? What are they doing afterwards? Let's analyze your landing page. Let's analyze, you know, why are they downloading the app, but they're actually not activating it. Right. Which could be also another thing with apps. Um, you can have a lot of people who's like, oh, it's free. I'm going to download it. And they never open it there again. Right. Right. So um, those things, we, we analyze all the process. And for that, um, I would say, you know, for small businesses, I recommend you save at least $1,000 a month mm-hmm. to figure out whether it is to figure out if different channels are better like how do we move budget or to figure out if different campaigns always have room to test things against each other yeah test different pictures test different tones of voice tend to you know if you do not have enough budget you cannot test things you cannot optimize and you cannot get better results in the future so that is a rule of thumb, the $1,000. Obviously, it depends on the company. It depends on the product. It depends on so many things. There are clients. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it depends on everything. So, but we're, we can see trends really quickly. Like, I would say give 24 hours at least so that you see what happens in the morning, what happens in the evening. Um, I have clients that start the day with terrible results. And if I were going to panic, I will just stop it. But guess what? The, the, the evenings work really well, make up for those results. So um, is that something that we need to analyze and say, okay, you know what? Don't advertise in the morning, just advertise in the evening. Right. I wouldn't know if I don't actually go through it. And then the next step is, well, not only 24 hours, but I would love to see an entire full week of budget. Mm-hmm. Because people during the week have a different um, routines than during the weekend, right? So, um, so plan your budget so that you can actually advertise uh, for a long period of time where you you have the opportunity to optimize. Yeah, and I can imagine that you probably have, you know, given all your experience, you probably have some good ideas about, you know, with certain products, certain services certain mm-hmm. platforms, certain times, you probably have some, some uh, you know, 
knowledge of what may work or may not work, but you're right. At the end of the day, um, you still have to test things and you have to have the patience to test them in order to, you know, find at least enough data to, to prove that your theory holds true. Exactly. Exactly. We, we come out with the best knowledge that we have on what will work. However, each brand is very different from another brand, even if they're in the same industry. Mm-hmm. What your listeners like to hear is different than the podcast, but it's the same topic, but it's by another host, is by another, you know, they, they cover different topics, same industry. So yeah. um, it is it is all about you, and that's where I will tell people, avoid anybody that gives you um, a canned answer or a, or a process that they just kind of copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Everything has to be around you and your brand and your needs. And how can we make you successful? Even if we have experience with a similar brand or product, we're going to analyze yours according to you because you are unique in that sense. We know all well, this format works for products like yours, but what is the tone and the copy? We're not just going to copy what we did with another client. We're going to develop according to your personality, according to your audience. So in, in that sense, yeah, leave going back to the budget, leave enough room to test and experiment. So now here's, here's just another really random question. And this is just a totally selfish, weird question. So I play solitaire. I, sp- mm-hmm. I play solitaire. Uh, spider solitaire on my ipad and i don't i i use the free version so every so often in between i get an ad and a lot of times that i mean they're they could be for different games they could be for clothes you know they it somehow knows me knows that i'm a woman at least most of the time it it gets you know gets me uh ads i might be interested in but i always wonder like where who who says I want to advertise in the spider solitaire game on the iPad? I mean, when, how do you how do you get to that channel? I mean, when I think about advertising now in the digital world, I think about, you know, I think about the, you know, the Facebooks and the, the LinkedIn's and, and all those. But there's how do you how many different places can you add advertise now that you don't really think about yet? We're bombarded with ads. Oh, you can advertise in a lot of them. A lot of them. So, um, but mostly there's centralized places where we can go in and say, okay, I want to advertise in these places. Um, As an example, Google Display just goes to publishers and has their own properties. And so they, they put ads. So actually Facebook is another one that also has publishers and has their own properties. And so those spaces within the app have been sold to somebody else. And that somebody else is tracking through, you know, cookies and through cross um, device tracking. And so they have a profile of you. And also the profile of who would play this game. Exactly. So um, there is a lot of information out there and I get the question of, are they following me? And my answer is, yes, we are following you, but I do not know who you are. I don't know that 
that your name and where you live. I just know you're female ages, blah, 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 that has these behaviors and patterns. Um, obviously, there is always somebody in the market trying to you know, game the rules, but for advertisers that play by the rules, we know profiles. And so we tell the platforms, I want to reach this profile, wherever they are. And so yeah. then we place the ads and the platform itself is the one that distributes it. And I can say, I don't want to actually advertise in, you know, um, adult websites as an example. Right. I don't want to show up, you know, <laughs> and liquor websites or in, you know, there's so many topics that you can take out and you can take out sometimes a specific publishers. Like as an example, I don't want to show up in, I don't know, CNN for whatever reason, or mm -hmm. I don't want to show up in Fox news, or I don't want to, you can actually determine sometimes the negatives, not the positives. Um, one example is Tabula is a platform for a lot of like native advertising. And so they go into publishers that have sold their space and um, you can't, you don't know where you're going to advertise until you do. And then you start doing negative, like, oh, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Um, so there is some control, but yes. Um, Fascinating. So is that also then like, if you go, if you, uh, you know, you Google a recipe and you end up with a food blogger and, you know, before you get to the recipe, they require you to go down and scroll through that whole thing. And throughout there, there's 14 other advertisements. Is that how those ads get placed on their sites? Yeah, they sold a space and then the whoever bought that space then has their own profiles and their own advertisers behind them. And so you can actually sometimes see who is the owner like Tabula or ad choices or who is sell who is buying the spot uh, and then they sell you you know KitchenAid or whatever because they have profiled you and then they they also survive on best ROI and they want their advertisers to do well so that they continue to advertise with them so it is to their own benefit to put relevant ad brands in those spots huh that's fascinating I had, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I have no idea how all this works. It's really, <laughs> so I'm glad it wasn't too silly of a question. No, no, no. It's actually a fantastic question because a lot of people don't know. And they, they just think somebody is literally watching them. And it, it's, not, it's all algorithms. But um, the, the answer is yes. People, yeah, we're, they're following and you know what? I don't even care because if it ends up giving me a better discount or they actually show me a product that I would have never known about before. I mean, I've found a couple of brands that way. I'm like, I don't know how they found me, but I love this. Like I totally <laughs> want that. I'm, I'm a total junkie about whatever you want to advertise to me. I want to take a look at it. So yeah. one more, before we take our break, I want to ask you one more question just because I love this line of thinking. Um, so many of my listeners, um, you know, are, uh, entrepreneurs of kind of niche businesses. So mm -hmm. let's say you're a meeting and event planner and you mm -hmm. own a meeting and event planning business and you, you create you know, meetings and conferences and conventions for clients. Can you, what, what kind of, how can you advertise in this world you know, in a way that, that makes you, um, you know, really visible or that makes stand out? Because I mean, does every business have the potential to, to advertise and gain traction from it? Yeah, every business has. Um, it, it, you just need a product or a service 
and um, you know, a clear offer. That's what you need. What are you offering them? Um, and in a clear message, why are you different? Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody can advertise. And I've actually in LinkedIn, um, I've seen a lot of, of uh, profiles like what you are mentioning, um, especially be- because people have to reinvent themselves. Companies have to reinvent themselves, especially the events company, yep. right? Exactly. We don't know how things are going to be when, when everything, you know, goes back to normal if there is a new normal. So um, I've seen a lot of advertising on that topic is just which channel is the most appropriate. Do, should you go to Facebook with that message or is it going to resonate better in LinkedIn? And I'm going to tell you right now, LinkedIn is very expensive. And so I would recommend everybody to get somebody that knows LinkedIn because your errors in LinkedIn are way more costly than they are in Facebook. Yeah. I so agree. if you want to start with advertising and playing with it to just understand it, start with somewhere where, you know, every click doesn't cost you $15. Right. Right. Absolutely. Oh, Naira, this is fascinating. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we'll be right back. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. I am back here with Naira Perez, and we are talking about all things advertising. And I've taken so far uh, at least three pages of notes. Uh, Good. I'm selfishly using this for my business as we speak, as well as uh, informing my listeners and followers. But uh, I, this month, I've had more fun with this series. I told you a little bit before we started taping, because I've had so many experts in so many areas of marketing. And I think that there's a lot of people who I know they know that there's no magical marketing pixie dust that will make, you know, clients fall at your door and throw money at you. But I think we all wish there were. But the reality of it is there are things that each one of us can do to better maximize and make good use of our marketing and our marketing funds 
So I've asked everybody to share kind of their top tips of how we can do it. So, you know, tell me what are, what are your thoughts on the subject? I actually would recommend everybody to develop personas and really look at their audiences because that's, that is the foundation on all your marketing how you talk to them in your website, how you create ads, how do you talk to them in your uh, Facebook or Instagram page and what are their needs? And a lot of people start their businesses because they love something. And, and so they didn't stop to think who will want to use their product or what problem they're solving. They just you know they like to bake and they want to make cakes. Well, take it a step farther and think about, okay, that particular cake, what is, who is going to buy it? And what are they going to buy it for? Are you like a fancy cake maker that um, somebody will bring to a dinner to impress their guests? Or are you a, a birthday and special occasions type of maker? Um, and just take it farther, especially if you have products that solve very specific problems, Learn about your audience. I know you think you know them, but research it and your thoughts about the audience, compare, compare them to what you find in external research. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes um, we find out that our products are being used in different ways. And the perfect example is baking soda, right? It was created baking soda for baking. And now it's used for cleaning, for uh, taking out smells and, and they have adapted. And yeah. now they include that in their brand and their their product. It's like, oh, you can use this for so much more. So yeah. that is an adaptation process and in a product that I think really listened to what was happening with their audience, their relationship in their brand, their product and their audience. So take time to do that. I know it's not going to give you art right away. You know, if you have great personas and you do nothing with them, definitely you won't have any ROI. But if you're thinking about using them for any sort of marketing, then, then you have already half of your um, of all the information that you need to create an ad or to create even a landing page, your website. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to a website and I'm like, mm, wait a minute, I, I got a message here in their Facebook and then I go to the website and it's just completely different. I know it's the same brand, but yep. they're talking to me in a different way. Mm-hmm. So um, it will help you develop content. It will help you develop that tone, that, that copy, that messaging, that language in between you and your audience. Um, and it will help you craft that offer that will bring them to your website, that will bring them to your brand. Yeah. Because now you know them and you know what they need and you know who they are and where they hang out. So um, the best products and the best advertising can totally fail if you're talking to the wrong people. Right. Um, uh, Your message just resonated with me so strongly. And not just because my husband's business actually is responsible for the core product in baking soda. So uh, so Uh I thought it was funny. But as you were talking, that is such a brilliant example because baking soda then you know, as it established itself with people who bake or cook, then they knew the product, they trust the product. And then not only can you find other ways to use the product, but you can create, um, for instance, great, uh, you know, um, partnerships. So when, you know, 
Arm & Hammer baking soda went to a cat litter company and said, hey, because we're great at getting smells out, let's coordinate that that brand image of Arm & Hammer on that cat litter box mm -hmm. has has value. And it not just has value to you know, Arm & Hammer, it has to the cat litter company, but it has to the consumer. So now you have confidence that um, that your message is is resonating farther than your original intent, and I think that that's just a perfect example of know your customer, but make sure they know you. And yep. if you know your customer and you reach them and they know you, they will allow you to grow and adapt as well. Exactly. No, and, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Now you're fascinating. Hey, we're going to have all of your contact information on the show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now because they know they want to talk to you about helping you, them with their advertising, what's the best way for them to reach you? Our website, springhilldigital.com, springhilldigital.com. Um, there you, we can direct you to articles that we put out um, weekly. We put just tidbits of information that our, we use with our own clients. We have, if you decide to do these on your own to have ads, we have a campaign checklist so you don't forget about anything, think about all the elements that go into making an ad and um yeah and you can also find us in facebook and linkedin but from our website you can go everywhere everywhere you want excellent well and before we go do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers absolutely so if marketing is daunting if you're spending more time learning about marketing and how to do it then you are on your own business just ask for help because there's a lot of very qualified people out there um, and we would love to hear you about excellent i love it naira thank you so much for being my guest this was very informational and i know everybody's going to benefit from it fantastic thank you for having me it was a lot of fun thank you for joining us on another episode of the shock your potential podcast learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and Sales Mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.